I was looking for the word record, I think, and the second you said start recording, okay, whatever. Uh, it don't make sense now. It all makes sense now. This is it. it. Uh, it Welcome. Sense. We're back, Lindsay. We're officially back in podcasts. We're back and we are back across the country from each other. So everything makes sense again. Everything makes sense again. We're also wow. posting. And yeah, I'm in Seattle. You're in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland. Things are all wrong in the world once again. Um, I guess <laughs> fast introductions. My name is Emily Bender. As I just said, I live in Seattle. And that's about it for me for now. I hope to say some more cool. I don't want to like, you know, give accolades to my job, be like, oh, I work for, you know, some company. That's not fun. I want to be like, I'm an artist. Um, I'll get there. Um... <laughs> I was a, I got an art degree, so that kind of counts. I guess I can say I'm an artist, but I don't do anything with it right now. So I can't say that. Right now, I'm just a person that lives in Seattle. Lindsay, what's your introduction? <laughs> and I'm Lindsay Floyer. I live in Cleveland. I run um, a studio called Studio Pop Shell in Cleveland with my friend Amanda Posey, slash creative partner. And I'm a, I'm a freelance photographer and social media manager out here. Damn, coming in hot with that introduction. Com coming in hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah, right after I just say I'm a person, you're like, by the way, I Oh my gosh. Also, speaking of real quick, um, so as if you've been paying attention closely to the podcast, as we now have um, 16 unique listeners, so we're officially Woo! podcast. Oh, and we have no, a Patreon some, as well. Somebody in Germany is out here. Is out we here have, listening to us. Not, not, to, uh, not to shout shout you out, Germany. But let's <laughs> but shout I, you out, Germany. We got six. I see you. We see of you. that 93, or of that 100%, 93% was USA and 7% was Germany. So it's probably one person who maybe listened for like 30 seconds and clicked out and said, this isn't for me. But you know what? You gave us that. So, shouts out Germany. Shout um, out. <laughs> but yeah, we, I we uh, love you over there. They could, I, they could feel the the 9% of me that's that's also German and they were like we need to make this lineup. Oof, you Oh, I guess no. actually wait. No, that works. Right. Right. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow. Okay. I was about okay. to say cuz you didn't it was 7% for our audience, oh, 9%. Okay, yeah, but you yeah, know, I, I it's close enough. Percentage. I know, I didn't want to call you out. <laughs> I was going to let it slide for you, but I was like, dang, she's already doing our one. She's already doing Our 7% dirty. <laughs> um, I just got back, though. I was in Cleveland for a while. I was in Cleveland for a month, and I got back, and then I always, I feel like right after I leave Cleveland, I always end up like seeing this episode of 30 Rock and I never go out of my way to watch it. I just, I think it just must be like a natural instinct, I feel. But it's the episode of 30 Rock where Tina Fey visits Cleveland and she just thinks it's the most magical place in the world. Have you ever seen this episode? Wait, I have not seen that episode. I've seen oh, random, random episodes of that, but I have not seen that one. So I will say like quick tour down or to media corner, um, 30 Rock, man, what a good, like, go rewatch that show, go watch that show for the first time if you've never watched it. It is so brilliantly written. It, uh, Donald Glover was a writer for the first three seasons, which is a fun fact. That's childish. Oh, wow. See? Yeah, how about that? I didn't know that. And it's also, like, Tina Fey in her prime, and it's also such an amazing encapsulation of 2000s culture, uh, color culture that I feel like I never, like, you know, I was, like, a child in the 2000s, or, like, I guess... What I don't know, you know, not old enough to under. And I lived in Ohio, so what the fuck would I know about culture in those ages? But um, 
it's absolutely hilarious to be watching the show that's, you know, referencing political things that are very poignant to that time, like very poignant to 2006 and being like, huh, like this really is like shining a light on what it would have been like to be, which I kind of oddly like, because I feel like, again, I didn't really know what sort of, the 2000s is an enigma of culture, of a lack of culture, I guess I should say. So watching that show is kind of fun because it just really shows it. And yeah, there's an episode where she goes to Cleveland and she's just like so in love with Cleveland. You would absolutely love it. This episode, wow, you know, this this episode means a lot as a Clevelander. If you're a local to Cleveland, go put the, like, look up this episode, go watch it. It's going to do a lot for you. It mentions a whole bunch of like local things and the entire time you're like, I know that. I know what that is. I've been there. Like they have a little song about the neighborhoods of Cleveland. Yeah. No, it's, and it oh, literally wow, they're, makes they're me... really doing it. It's almost like oh. Tina Fey actually was in Cleveland. To oh no, do she. This. They, it's very specific. They definitely shot it in Cleveland. I'm sure you probably is that why you're saying. I want to like... know which one of the writers has such a like heart. Like it's so funny. <laughs> you would you would genuinely like. Who is it? And honestly, now as someone leaving, like just having left Cleveland, I feel that episode perfectly emulates like how I feel about Cleveland now. Where I'm like, there's just something about. <laughs> it's very regular <laughs> it's so funny they're like if everyone just because they go on vacation there for some reason her and her boyfriend at the time in the show so they go and she's like if everyone just moved to their vacation spots like who would we be we all can't just move to like aruba or florida or cleveland <laughs> 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 and after just like being in cleveland for a month i'm like ah <laughs> strolling through the streets so I thought you'd appreciate that first update of me being back in Seattle. And it's one, I watched that episode and I was like, oh, I do feel this way. And two, I am happy to be back in my jungle. A lot of my plants, not all of my plants died. Um, I guess since we lost the first episode, I get to reintroduce my very out of control, like plant fetish that's going on right now and definitely like needs to be cornered in some way but it has not been so like honestly like half of my plants died while I was gone and I did have someone watering them oh and whatnot. my god oh my gosh that's so like many of them don't. plants that's yeah that's like literally that's literally 50 plants and instead of it was funny I just hung out with Quinn yesterday and I was telling her about this and she's like oh great like this gives you a chance to you know get rid of plants I'm like no Quinn I've already replaced those plants and I'm not going yeah you're, yeah, you're like Quinn when was I trying to get rid of any of these? <laughs> I was literally, I just looked at her and I was like, you fool. Like, Giving why would me I... an excuse. <laughs> I was like, all of my ugly, oh gosh, see, okay, now that I'm home, I don't like saying it out loud in front of their faces because I no. don't want any of them to think. The plants are alive. They, they are alive. They feel our energy. They know the, the ugly ones. See, that's just it. I come back and all the ugly ones were dead. And I was like, <laughs> I dumpster dive for plants, which is also the second bit of context that I'll give the audience since that was lost in the first episode as well. (laughs) So I'm not just out like constantly spending like hundreds of dollars on plants, but yeah. So that felt good. That's my two things about being home so far. How about you? You just were gone for two weeks. Uh, since the last episode, yeah. your pre-marriage, now we're post-marriage. Now we're post-marriage, post-honeymoon. Yeah. Tell, 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 tell me about it. Yeah, about Aruba, Aruba Loco. Dude, we, it looked crazy. We loved it. We loved it so much uh-huh. out there. Oh, my God. Do you, guys, do you feel like you've gotten closer to Eric, even though you've been together for eight years? Are you now like, wow, like that changed us as a couple? 
I actually do because I like me and Eric were talking. We have never spent that consecutive of a time together, like that long of a consecutive time together. Like, I, like I was kind of thinking, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of like a anxious person. I feel like, like I always have to be like doing something or like, or like I can't just relax. Like I have to like edit photos or like be on to the next thing or whatever. So I was like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna like be on the honeymoon. Like I feel like I'm still gonna be wanting to work. But literally, like, no, we were just, like, enjoying each other, enjoying, like, our time together, and, like, literally, like, never stopped, like, being together, like, the entire trip. It was amazing. Ah, I'm happy. Go, go, to, go to cafes, and we would just smile at each other. <laughs> and, and then, like, and then we would, like, tell stories and, like, have, like, amazing conversations as if, like, we were on, like, first dates or something. Like, I learned so much more about Eric. And I feel like he learned so much more about me, which I'm like, how is this happening? Like eight years later, like we still have stories to tell. So That's funny. how I, I've always felt like you and Eric are a really good couple because you guys have your own time and you're always learning stuff about each other. And that's how I felt like there have been a few times like um, when I've uh, lived with y'all and like Eric and I would hang out for a night and then like the next day you'd be like, oh my gosh, tell me everything. You'd get really excited. You'd be like, tell me everything about hanging out with Eric. What did you guys talk about? Tell me all the gossip. <laughs> and I would tell you things and you'd be like genuinely shocked. You'd be like, wait, what? Like, I didn't know that about him. And I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm such, again, I think uh, we're such interesting dichotomies of like what it means to be dating in your 20s as you're someone who's like, you know, literally married to like the like kind of like person you met when you were 19 and like have stuck with forever and I'm someone who's never <laughs> been in any sort of long-term relationship so it's just always interesting like hearing like I'm like what that's so crazy to me to think that after eight years you could still learn something new about someone because um just imagining myself in a relationship and how fucking needy I am but I'm like that's probably why they're in a relationship for eight years because they're a really good relationship. They can do stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was it was great though. It really was. We we um became regulars at the cafe we would go to every morning. Share um what cafe would you go to, or what was your what was your um I guess what was your I'm sure you had a a regular order already knowing you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we would go to this place called Santos Coffee. And it's um, not far from the downtown, like, capital capital of um, Aruba. I know Aruba's a really small island, though. I didn't realize how small it is. It is um, smaller than the city of Cleveland, if you can believe it. But, um, yeah, so we would go to this cafe, Santos, every single morning. Um, they, yeah, they started to, like, know us there because they thought my drink order was, like, really interesting. I would order a white mocha with raspberry. Because, like, the raspberry wasn't on the menu. It was, like, something that they have for, like, their lemonade that they would make there. And so I asked for it in my um, white mocha because I love that flavor combination. And they're like, that's so weird. And then um, after really? I ordered it. I feel like that's yeah. a common thing. I'm surprised yeah, to hear. Yeah, I, exactly. Also, I'm standing farther away from my, sorry to interrupt your story. I'm standing farther away than just the audience will sound. Uh, okay. Uh, but... <laughs> But so um, I ordered that because I was like, oh, nice. They have raspberry, but it's like not listed. Um, so I'm going to order that. And then the next day, like the two of the baristas come up to us and they're like, so we tried that like wild drink that you ordered yesterday. And it was so good and stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean wild? And they're like, what are you going to order today? Like they were like oh. freaking out about it. 
And then um, there was, like, this one table in, like, the corner of the inside, like, area that we, like, loved to sit at. It was, like, kind of, like, our seat. And one of the last days that we came in, we come in, and they put a reserved, like, sign on that table for us. It was so cute. Like, they were, like, family, honestly. We would, like, leave and say goodbye to, like, everyone. We'd be like, bye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. And they would all in unison be like, bye. Like, it was, like, it felt like a sitcom. It was so funny. Like, we loved it there. Yeah. That's really cute. I love that. I can really envision you. I also, I love the pictures uh, you posted on your personal Instagram. And you also, the few that you sent me, y'all looked, one, very tan. I wasn't sure if it was the filter. But also just, like, so cute and... I don't know, it looks so sunny and fun, and I loved what y'all were, like, you guys were just, like, in, like, tank tops and, like, cargo <laughs> pants, I feel. Oh, and yeah. And that... so comfortable. <laughs> I was like, I want to be doing that. I want to be out on the safari, like, or I guess not safari. Desert? Yeah, desert. Out in the desert. Out in the desert. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that was the day we rented ATVs. We went on, like, an ATV tour and, um, like, toured around the island with, like, this like tour group I guess and then we liked doing that so much that we like rented an ATV on our own the next day and then just like kind of just did whatever we wanted all that sounds really really fun that um how was renting your own ATV because you just kind of off-roaded a little bit yeah yeah you off-roaded it it was fun I mean I had Eric drive mostly <laughs> like I drove us to the coffee shop that morning in the ATV but other than that I was like Eric you can drive yeah I <laughs> Sharing that up. That sounds like so much fun. I love, man, there is, I love driving so much. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently since my car died. And I've been trying to tell myself I don't need to buy another car right now. I want to buy a used car. Oh my God, I really want to yeah. buy a used car so badly. I miss driving. I love driving. It's probably the most problematic trait I have um, is my absolute love of driving. And it's so bad for the environment and everything. And I was just like, when I'm in Cleveland, I'm like, I need to go clear my head. Let me go drive around for an hour. And like, that's, <laughs> I know a hundred years from now, like our grandchildren would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, you know, <laughs> be like, hey, man. Maybe you could get into motorcycles. Because I think enough those trees. use less, like, I'm um, actually, I it's like am, less emissions, right? I think, I think owning a motorcycle is very cool in a lot of ways, and for some reason, I have had a lot of people tell me I seem like, which, you know, what does that mean? I seem like someone who owns a motorcycle. I'm going to hope it's a compliment. I like to think of, like, a cool, like, anime scene of, like, you know, like, Japanese, like, 90s street biking or something. Like, that's probably that's what a, they mean because that's what I see. When that's what I see. Exactly. I'm imagining you on a motorcycle, I'm imagining you in that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm imagining something very flattering for the most part. I'm really hoping that's what they mean and not someone who's like hangs around gas stations for fun or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else is motorcycle. You seem like you hang around some gas stations, young lady. <laughs> I probably do. Honestly, I'm a little too comfortable at them. <laughs> I'm not um, I am actually really scared of motorcycles, though. I find them to be quite, I'm pretty scared of cars in general. And I feel like the biggest reason why is like, I'm just really scared of other people on the road. And I feel like not enough people take being in a car seriously. And so that's like the other thing is like, wow, a motorcycle seems really convenient. And like, yeah, but better for the environment, better for in a city, a lot more convenient in a lot of ways. I'm also, but I'm in a rainy city. 
it's dangerous, like one tumble, I don't want to figure that out, I don't know, so that's kind of Yeah, hard. no, it's spooky, I mean, Eric, so Eric used to have a motorcycle, he sold it, but Oh, he, he got rid of his motorcycle, why is that? Oh, it's just because he wasn't really using it much, like, he got a one-wheel which is the oh, electric skateboard that has just the huge one wheel in the in the center of the skateboard, and he said he uses that way more than he uses his motorcycle. And there's like a lot of maintenance that went into the motorcycle, and he's just like, ah, nah, I'm just into the one wheel right now. I'm gonna sell this. Yeah, and also again going back to my the, what I just said is like um like Cleveland's kind of a rainy spot. A motorcycle, I feel like in Ohio is like it's fun to only if you have like if you're like a a boomer with a garage otherwise it's kind of like i don't really want to own like a bike that's mostly gonna like be used like one third of the year you know like i have to like oh, yeah, for sure. somewhere i can't just like keep it on the road because it's like the our roads are terrible and like it's salt thrown everywhere so. there'd be all sorts of stuff that he would have to do to the motorcycle to prepare it to like not be driven for the entire winter i don't really know exactly what he would be interesting doing, he would be out, out in the garage doing stuff. Like, oh, no, I'm preparing for the winter. I had no idea you had to hibernate a motorcycle. That's so interesting. Yeah, that would be really annoying after a certain period I know, and then, and then summer comes again, and you're honestly like, I don't know if I want to prep this to, for back to riding. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I feel like, so my parents own boats, and that's such a bougie-sounding statement, but to then back that up and make it sound like, like that was some, I, I don't know, I didn't grow up the most affluent, but I managed to sail boats, which is pretty fucking affluent sounding, but they did everything <laughs> themselves, you know, like we put in our own docks, um, we sail out of a lake that our grandparents have a house at, um, they keep the boats at their house, and my dad does so much work, I feel, to winterize the boat, that, or, you know, hibernate the boat or whatever, but I think the payoff for a boat is much higher when you can at least then like put eight people on a boat every summer and like path around on a lake where it's like a motorcycle like you do so much work and like every so often you can share it with someone or every so often you get a good I don't know I can just I feel like the payoff for a motorcycle is not as high yeah I feel like I see my parents do all that work for a boat I'm like damn that looks really tiresome but every time I'm on the boat I'm like this is worth it yeah, I helped them wax the boat recently too that was really tiresome but <laughs> Oh but, I can't believe my parents. My dad does it all by himself, too. I'm just like, oh, he's on that boat for 20 plus years. Oh, no, he loves it. It's, just, it's 100% a dad. Like, he loves getting to go out there and complain about the boat and walk around, oh. you know, put a ladder out and stare at it. And when I come home and I'm like, oh, the boat's out. Like, you need some help, Dad? And he's like, huh, such and such about the boat this year. I'm like, yup. Does the boat, does um, your guys' boat have a name? It does. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I forget. It's, I can't wait until you come out. I can't believe, like, you are one of, you're probably, like, my only friend, and you're one of my longest friends who has yet to, like, come out to Chautauqua, and that's so surprising to me. I know. Um, and you got to come out to the family lake house. It's just so much fun. My parents' boat name is Sailing Shoes, which is the name of a... What is it? It's the name of some old ass, like, tiny song that's by not the Daisy Chicks. I'm not gonna look it up right now. So, I, because I just want someone at home to be screaming into their computer saying, This is it. It's this. <laughs> it's this. But it's called Sailing Shoes, and the whole song is just like, Put on your sailing shoes. And that's it. <laughs>
That's and fun. It's a, right? Isn't that a really cute name for uh, yeah. a I've always loved like, that. I like the alliteration, too. Yeah, it's like one of those, like, as a child, like, you grow up with these things and you never even think about it. And it wasn't until I was, like, 13 did I actually be like, huh, sailing shoes. Like, <laughs> name. Ah, <laughs> uh, sailing shoes. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, like, never, like, question yeah, you things. you don't question it. You're just like, the, it is what it is. It is what it is. There is no further... I was just having this conversation yesterday with, um, I hung out with Quinn Riley yesterday, and one of her friends was in town, and I guess we can get into our um, across Ooh. the country corner real quick. Our but days. Ooh. Our days. And I can share with you the thing. This is a suggestion from husband of the pod, uh, Oh, Eric, yeah. <laughs> which was to share something about our local spots since we're across the country. And I already have something really fun and local I did, which is I went to the Salmon Ladder up in Ballard in Seattle. So the Salmon Ladder is this really fucking cool thing. I did it with Quinn and her friend that was visiting in town yesterday. And we also got food at Sawyer. And the food is so fancy, so delicious. Highly recommend. But um, Salmon Ladder is literally a spot. So there are the Ballard locks. And when boats are coming through... There are different water levels on one side, on these, like, different side of the locks. So they have to, like, literally, like, slowly... I don't know, have you ever seen locks before? Are you ever, like, have you heard of this concept before? Oh, actually, yeah, I have seen locks in Maine. Yeah. They're, like, little, so, like, cages in the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, and it's between the, I believe, the Puget Sound and then Lake Union. So Lake Union is a freshwater body of water, freshwater body. Fresh, yeah, whatever. And then the Puget Sound, I believe, becomes more, like, salty, and then it becomes more and more salty because it goes out to the ocean. The interesting thing about Seattle that I don't think, at least I didn't know about this until I lived here, is it's surrounded by water. And I also thought it was closer to the coast, but the ocean's, like, two hours away. But there is then water that slowly goes out, so it's kind of cool just going to these areas that have. So that was, like, a lock area that had... um, the boats going between the ocean and the Puget or in Lake Union or whatever. And they have a salmon ladder where you can see the salmon hopping up the stream. And it's this artificial thing that they wow. have because they also have the locks there for the boats. So they have like this thing that um, pushes the salmon to this certain area and they can pop up this little man-made waterfall and you can watch it. Oh my God, Lindsay, it was so much fun. We got so fucking high, which is something that I can like loudly and proudly say because I'm back in the state where we just <laughs> eagle and I don't have to awkwardly text people like a goddamn 16 year old. <laughs> yeah, you, but we got, you just go and get it. That's a lot. Yeah. so much freedom. Exactly. I, w- I always forget until I come back and I'm like, wait, I'm an adult and I'm allowed to, like, I'm legally allowed to be high. I'm allowed. Oh, I get this. <laughs> I, I pay my taxes and I can go fucking get high if I want to right now. No. It's legal. So we were really stoned and we watched these salmon jump up this ladder for like no shit, like 20, 30 minutes, even though we were so hungry. We could not stop watching and cheering these salmon on. And it is, it is really, there's something, I don't know, you're reduced to a child when you watch, like, you literally watch these giant fish that range between, like, 12 inches to, like, I don't know, I swear to God, they look like they were three feet long. That's probably way too long, but that's what it fucking looks like. Um, and you see them hop out of the water, or, like, jump up these concrete waterfalls, and it's just so much fun. So wow. That was my fun little Seattle thing, and I love, wow. oh, and then there's seal around, and I love getting to see the seal. They're, like big water dogs and they're playing in the water it's it is really magnificent nature and it made me uh it was some beautiful pnw shit so 
that was my that's my little yeah across the country corner how about you that you got any sounds beautiful holy yes. shnikes uh, I, mean, I can say like salmon can be beautiful you know but it was just like wow i love these big derpy fish <laughs> Well, I was imagining the whole scene of, like, the water, the locks, like, mm-hmm. the jumping, I don't know. Like, it's, like, uh, gray yeah. and concrete, but nice at the same time, and a bit rainy, and just really cozy and fall-feeling. It was fun. I, I loved it. If you're in the Seattle area, and you've never done this, go to the fucking Ballard Locks. And if you ever visit, go to the Ballard Locks. It's free, it's open to the public, it's so much fucking fun. I'll take you there yeah. next time you come. We'll go to the Ballard Yeah. Okay, it's happening. It's happening. Your your story, sorry. So so my Cleveland thing is um, that apparently MGK is in town right now. (laughs) Yeah. MGK, he he gets around. He's like always. I feel like he's always in Cleveland. But I was um, out to dinner with some friends tonight, and they just were like (laughs) casually like, "Yeah, MGK came to my work today." Like. Uh, no one really felt like serving him. <laughs> like, Dude, okay. Um, I feel like, and, are we... Uh, okay, nice. Are we now that, since we have friends of the pod that work at... Man, does MGK really just seem like the worst person I knew in high school who got famous? Like, every time I see any sort of thing about him, I'm just like, wow. I, I, well, I think that's really how he's seen, especially, like, now that he's transitioned that. to... Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, I think especially since he's transitioned to, like, rock and roll genre, like, people are like, oh, you're taking away from, like, actually legitimate rock and roll bands, like The Strokes or something, and, like, <laughs> you don't deserve to be here is, like, the take. But I didn't really realize that anyone had, like, beef with him or anything, but um, except today at dinner where everyone's like, yeah, no, yeah, no one was really, he was just standing around, like, no one really wanted to... <laughs> That's so funny. And I would have been like, oh my god. Like, that's so rough because he's like kind of a Cleveland, I guess like that would be the spot. If anywhere's if anywhere's gonna like be like, oh my god, it's MDK, it's gonna be the place where he opened a coffee shop and I guess it's from. That is so funny. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I like um so he also uh do you know how he did the diss against Eminem? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, so the joke I've been hearing is that Eminem dissed him so hard that he had to leave the rap genre. Now he's just ruining the rock and roll genre. <laughs> but he also, oh, man. he was just trending in the news on Twitter I saw the other day because I still check Twitter every so often even though I think it's such a rotten website. Um, I saw he was trending on Twitter for saying that Slipknot was like a bunch of like, 50-year-olds who get on stage and put on weird masks. And I was yes. like, oh. How you? <laughs> like, yes, that. Okay, so you, baby, little—the only time you are relevant to anyone ever, <laughs> and just because you're also like sleeping with some like post. Oh, no, sorry. I'll, you go, Lindsay. I'll keep it to myself for now. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's part of like why they were so like uh, about him being at their work too. Is the Slipknot? Nice. Okay, so you. I'm always curious as to what level of up to date you are and like trying oh i did not know about it until they mentioned it <laughs> still though that's like pretty up to date like even Thank though you. i wouldn't know unless i went on like like that's how like trending news like that is like unless i get on twitter in that moment if like a week passes you would never really know that it happened and it would really matter 
it's kind of just the only reason why it's like news is because it's like outrage news, which is kind of why I think he does things like that because he's like, oh, like no one's listening to me, time to be. No one's listening. <laughs> and then um, people are making fun of him today too because he has this um, almost apology type story on his Instagram where he's like, it's like an apology, but it's not. It's like him like in a beanie and like this like sweatshirt and he's and he's just like looking all pretty boy and he's just like yeah you know I'm sorry and all but like my real fans like they stick with me like so thanks for being a real one he's like I like that like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's pretty a good that's how I would apologize like sorry about it they the real one they still here okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> choke on your haterade all right <laughs> yeah, so that's the Cleveland. I just always think it's so interesting. I feel like my friends know like what celebrities are in town and like for what and like where they're at. And yeah. I like I wouldn't know any of that without them. Like I did not realize that celebrities ever came to Cleveland or anything. So now that I like do, I'm like, ooh, this is oh, this is yeah. my news. It's like this you mentioned the, the Nick Jonas. I can't remember. I see yeah. that. The unfortunate thing about the one podcast episode that we lost is that I'm like, oh. did we ever say this on the podcast or not? Or did we say it on the one that I was, I'm okay with that one being lost, though. I think it adds to our lore. It adds right to now. the lore. But that is the one where I talked about it. So um, Nick Jonas was in town. He's no longer in town. He was in town filming a show. And so I was, I was taking headshot photos of this one guy, uh, my friend Everett, actually. And he was like, he was like, okay, meet me at my apartment building. It's like really aesthetic. So let's just do like, the headshots like at the apartment building. And I was like, okay, you know, not really thinking like much of it. I'm just like, it's an apartment building, you know? And so I go to the address and it's in the middle of Playhouse Square, which is like the like. Ritzy, right? Yeah, it's like the Ritzy area. Like it's the largest outdoor chandelier is like out there. It's like where they have all the musicals and plays and stuff in Cleveland. So it's an apartment building literally right there. And I go in, and it's just absolutely stunning. Like, just crystals everywhere. Like, it just looks expensive. It looks like a, like a fancy crystals. hotel. And, and so he takes me up to this, like, lounge, like, outdoor patio rooftop kind of area that's, like, a part of this hotel. And so we're doing the shoot, like, the shoot, whatever. We're, like, wrapping up. And then he casually mentions that Nick Jonas is living at this apartment building, too, and that... Um, he's been renting out that same patio area like almost every night like he's been renting it out and I'm just like what's like you know where we just shot he hasn't been there and is there often like are you serious I was like flipping out and he <laughs> I remember you saying uh the guy was like oh yeah I'm surprised we didn't run into him on the elevator and you were like yeah. what what do yeah. you think I could have been in a closed <laughs> he's like yeah I'm, I'm almost always running into him in the elevators honestly like kind of annoying Lindsay gave me a live uh reaction of you're stuck in an elevator or you're you're in this elevator with this guy Nick Jonas walks in what do you do what's <laughs> wait, see, this is where I'm saying the door's open yeah you're in the elevator you're having to be annoying to, to just try to not make eye contact for the entire duration I would just be because I would just be fighting to, like I would just be trying my hardest just to look straight ahead or something or to be like yeah you know 
<laughs> the Browns this season, right? <laughs> or say some casual, like, just Cleveland random stuff to him. But, like, We're also, like, that. looking nonchalant. Like, I don't know who he is. The, like, the you know what? That would be really annoying to hold in my <laughs> fandom. I would be annoyed by that. <laughs> I can't believe you wouldn't just be like, I, you're, oh, my God. There's no way... <laughs> Lizzie, you would totally no, no, no. Like, no, 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 here's the thing. You gotta act like you're on the same level. So I know. I have none of that chill. Oh. The one time you've seen me, you've seen my lack of chill. I would freak out. Wait, can I talk about this lack of chill? But we don't <laughs> drop names. Don't I will drop. not say any names. I will not say any names. I swear to God. Uh, yes, you can. Yes, this is embarrassing for me, too. Like, this isn't even, like, a big name. It's, like, that's why it's embarrassing. But, yeah, tell the story. <laughs> Okay, so Emily, <laughs> this is like circa 2016 in Cleveland. Wow. It, oh, I know, baby. I know, forever ago, forever. Um, Cleveland is having like its first ever like photo, like creative meetup, and it's on the rooftop of this like bar it was downtown. Like a big party too. It wasn't just oh, like it was a, a big party. Like, it was it was sponsored by Verizon actually. It was, it was like. Photo. Not just like a meetup, but like a photo. It was like a networking party, I feel. Like it was so yeah. ritzy. Open bar. It was ritzy. It was like, it was all these people that you've seen online for years and have never like been to it or like in a social way. You've never seen them and like here they are like around you, like uh, the same thing as you. It was like, it felt like a BFP. It really did. It's like I'm, I'm, just, I'm describing like behind the scenes of the Met Gala, and I'm just like, oh, if you know, <laughs> if you know, you know. But yeah, that's how. Um, basically, I see this guy that's like a photographer in the area, <laughs> who's like he's got really great work, and he's also happens to be pretty good looking. Um. But I recognize him, so I'm like, oh my god, Emily, do you know who that is over there? And then Emily was just, like, freaking out. Um, she, you, well, no, you got, well, like, super shy girl. Super well, shy girl energy. I was always, like, what, okay, what made it worse I loved is it. we were already, <laughs> I was talking to this guy, and so I'm just talking to this random guy. Like, I just thought he was a random guy. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you walk up and you're like, hey, so-and-so, how's it going? And he's essentially, like, one of the people that's, like, hosting this whole event that's, like, with, like, someone else. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I I don't know. Oh, God. And then I immediately got, like, oh, you're, like, that person. Ha, 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 ha. Like, <laughs> it was rough. Like, I literally started walking backwards while, like, laughing and waving my hands and being, like, I wasn't prepared to talk to, like, a real I don't know. I was just, I don't know. It was embarrassing. I look back at it now, like, what's more embarrassing is the way I reacted. So, like, now it just, like, hurts. It, oh. I like, like, a mom witnessing her kid's, like, first crush. It's and, like, like, it's like I was at a homecoming dance, and essentially I just found out I was talking to, like, the crush's, like, older brother. Like, you know, someone even cooler and older or something. Ooh. Like, I was, like, yeah. so thrown by, like, it wasn't just, like, someone, I was just so immediately, like, oh, my God, it's embarrassing. It's really crazy. I look back at it now, also, because this guy is kind of a weenie, too, so. <laughs> I, mean, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm no, I, sh- I shouldn't. <laughs> this podcast is just going to be uh, <laughs> talking about very oddly specific things to Cleveland and just me shitting on them. 
And I like to say I don't <laughs> like leaving it alone when he was talking yeah, about it. I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> you really need to watch this episode of 30 Rock and you will understand. Like, I just feel in the same thing of, like, I'm, like, in my mid-30s and I just had such a pleasant time. And I'm like, wow. Dude, also, okay, so I came back to Seattle and I fucking get, like, a coffee and a bagel and it cost $13. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, dude. And I just like, and not God. even like, it's not like a 20 ounce coffee. No. No. It's 16 ounces. It's iced, too. Jesus. So oh. oh yeah. my goodness. I'm over here shocked. That's without the tip. It's 13 without the tip. Oh, yeah. No, this is a place that like doesn't do so, like tips. 15. Oh, no, this place, oh. isn't. they don't accept tips. They're like, we you pay. don't do tips. Yeah, so then I just, like, swipe on 13, and I'm like, I know we where tips are We pay fairly here. Yeah, which is good. Like, I'm here for that. It's also, oh, I think I mentioned, I think it's just something I mentioned in the first podcast. That place, I guess, I don't want to, like, well, you don't know. Fuck it. It cost $13 again. It was not a bagel. It was a blueberry muffin. <laughs> so even in my mind, kind of cheaper. Coffee and blueberry muffin for $13. Peel Coffee, apparently Dave Matthews is um, a regular there. So every time I go there, I just crane around and look for the very <laughs> middle-aged man. It becomes a stakeout. You bring, like, a newspaper just, with, like, circle I, eyes cut I just in. kind of, like, say, like, Dave? Dave? Dave, Dave, Dave <laughs> is that you? Is that you? Will oh, my gosh, did I tell you? <laughs> I told my manager about this. Like, I was like, oh, like... Someone, I can't remember who told me this, but someone I knew a long time ago told me that Fuel Coffee in Wallingford is the coffee shop that Dave Matthews frequents. And I was like, okay, sure. And I repeated that fact back to my team, and my manager was just like, oh, like Dave Matthews, the band, or Dave Matthews, the Microsoft employee. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, why would I care where the employee is going to get their coffee? I get, I'm in a tech city, and I get tech people matter to, like, <laughs> that your generation or something, but do you think I know who the fuck, like, apparently he was, like, some important original starter, and, like, do you think some, one of my friends, my age, would be like, hey, fun fact, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know, I yeah, wise. absolutely not. Read, read the room. And I was also like, yeah. I was like, I wouldn't. Read the room. Yeah, read the room. And I wouldn't get this excited if it was just some fucking randy ass, like, no offense, Windows or Microsoft Dave Matthews, but like, whatever. Like, (laughs) good for you for making a bunch of money off of Microsoft in the 90s. I don't really give a shit. What is slightly more interesting is some dude making a lot of money off of his 90s band. fuck out of here <laughs> i just thought that was so funny my manager like was like can you please clarify and i was like how oh my god <laughs> you know but what do you think i thought in my free time they're, they're like oh not I would random totally go to that coffee shop if it was the uh, employee yeah, dude, <laughs> they're like i've been wondering where he goes for his oh cup of joe <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh my gosh <laughs> Hey, what have you been up to today, by the way? Besides uh, getting a thirteen dollar coffee and that was, that was a week ago, but today oh. I went to another. Oh, actually, I did go to a new coffee shop today that I've never really gone to, and I thought it was really Ooh. cute. But also, not the best way to go. I'm gonna say it, you know. 
it was one of those things that like, uh, okay, so it was Muddy Cup. It was really delicious. Like a really great, cute coffee shop. Um, I love the aesthetic. It was all like froggy based. I didn't really do too much today. I just like worked from home. Oh, I sold my plants. I'm all about my plants. I think about my plants nonstop. I have someone <laughs> come by a plant tonight. Um, plants, 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 plants. I've been thinking about, I've also been looking at, I have been Googling. <laughs> you know, aka putting in like serious time and effort, aka Googling, <laughs> how do you start a plant shop? <laughs> and I looked it up, and you don't need too much money. And I've just been selling like random plants that I've been saving on the side. Yeah, you probably just mostly need just a space to do it out of. Oh my and god. The inventory that you already have. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the plants I have right now are growing like crazy, so it's not even like I would need to go buy a whole bunch of plants right now. It'd be cool to just get a greenhouse thing. I don't want to do that in my apartment, though, but it's just something I think about a lot. Thanks. So, yeah. I've seen um, coffee shops do a thing where they have a partnership with, like, a plant place, and so the plant place will, like, you know, fill up the space with plants and people can buy them and stuff, so it would be, like, a good way to, like, start out. That would be, yeah. Plant shop. That is, um, there are so many, um, plant shops or, like, crossover things like that. I have so many ideas and dreams and things I want to do, but not, I don't want to say any of them out loud yet, you know? Like, it's one of those, like, I want to, I don't, I don't know what the saying is, but I want to, like, keep things to myself. Move in silence, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It's one of those things, like, I want to, like, say after the fact, but I have a lot of ideas, and Today was just pretty much a day about plants. I did work-related stuff, too, but whatever. That's How about you? How was your day? My day was good. I started out with, um, I went to the, our nail place with our girl, Emily. <laughs> Emily did my nails today. Oh, my gosh. Did you get, okay, I actually want to, I don't know the rule of thumb, so context for the listener at home. Lindsay and I got our nails done by uh, Emily, who's phenomenal. How does the nail ownership work? Because I'm like, do I get new ones now? Yeah, dude, I was wondering the exact same thing. Because I was like, I, I knew that it was, like, time for them to go because there was so much, like, new nail that had started growing. And I'm like, I don't know what happens now because you would have to get somebody to take it off. Like, there's no way. Um, yeah, yeah so I went exactly. in and she, she did this whole, like, process where she, like, soaked my fingers in, like, this acetone solution, and it kind of, like, dissolved, and then she started using that, like, um, that blade kind of thing that was, like, vibrated that she was using. Oh, that, so I don't even, it, that the little like sander? Yeah, the sander. So she used that, yeah. got the rest of it off, and then I was I like, mean, fuck it, um, just do my, do my nails again, let's do something new with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I like, I'm addicted. Up. A Dremel, by the way. But yeah, I've been wondering oh. when do I get my Dremel? D R E L. It's a kind of like jewelry tool. I'm not to spell that. Like little round sandy thingy. Mm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Oh, um, she asked what did she get done? Aww. Yeah, she's she, so was, she was like, where's Emily? Like, she, And I was like, she's back in Seattle. That's and right. she was like, she was like, Emily's a cool girl. And I was Aww. like, I know. I was like, I know. She is. <laughs> I was like, Dude, Emily's and then, I, cool I, I know. Dude, and she, she told me that my mom's hot, too. She said that. <laughs> she was like, Emily's a cool girl and your mom's also, your mom's and I was hot. like I'm having a great day here at the <laughs> <Yeah>. next one <laughs> <laughs> wow 20% 
yeah how do you uh let's let's get that second bowl real quick because your mom is hot but you heard a whole bunch of it i guess it's because your mom looked so good during your wedding my it's mom looked so good at my, so, so the last, the last my mom is we were less oh no no you first uh just uh because our last podcast we were just talking about before your wedding and it was like a mom-based episode i guess because we were talking a whole about a bunch about your mom doing all this work so the wedding happened and it was very amazing and successful and your mom looked like a dummy and that was like she did she did so much work for this and so if you just listen to episode five and you're coming in hot man did she come through go on (laughs) man did she come through so some context my mom is like she's in her late 60s now but literally, she's, she's 65. She's 65? Is that what you said? I, I was saying late 60s. Like, I think that she's 66 or 67. Oh, really? Okay. You're, you I believe that? so. Oh, my gosh. I swear to God, when I saw you last, you're like, my mom's 65. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm like, how old is she? I <laughs> She'd probably be, like, really offended if I asked her. No, she's like, like, mom, you're like 60, <laughs> right? Guess way underneath. Be like, Mom, well, I know that she. <laughs> and then she'll she be really flattered. She'd be deep in her 60s. And oh, she looks like. She'd be deep in her 60s. AKA more. Like. She's at least in her mid 60s. I'm okay. so like, She's deep, deep in it. But I mean, honestly, though, she looking like. She looks like. She if, looks if, from an outside perspective, I would I say would she guessed. looks. Like maybe mid forties, late forties. I think she looks fifty. I would say. Okay. That's a, like I think she looks, which I think looking in your fifties ain't no shame. You look great. I think fifty year old women look really good. I think she looks straight up a decade or so younger. Yeah, I would say late forties. I'll give her that. She looks again like a dime piece. On. She looks great. She's skinnier than I am. She's like. Are you serious? Oh my god. I'm serious. She weighs less than I do, which makes me feel bad about myself but I'm also like no, no. <laughs> that's no don't well, I just feel like it's never that way I feel like um like your parents are always like yeah, way more than what you do also, you know like, what I mean they're like the big adults so in your mind it's just like you're like it's like a matryoshka doll you know those like little Russian dolls where like yeah. you're like no I'm the one that goes inside the thing like I'm not like this does not make sense to me in my brain too. so you're like the brother the men they're the big ones why am I <laughs> no your mom is teeny tiny though so I wouldn't um so teeny tiny but yeah, so she complimented my mom, complimented my best friend, so therefore I was having a ball. Also, the person sitting next to me it was also a photographer, so we were like talking, chatting about that. Um, because oh, wow. I was like, yeah, so, oh my god, yeah, made made a made a friend because Emily was asking me like um, if I was like going to be working today on like edits, and I was like, oh yeah, I've been like putting it off, you know, I'm, like talking about that. And, yeah, like, did you do any fun? Um edits today or any work for photography related things oh oh my god I did I did I I came back home and I started working on photos that I took I actually talked about it in one of our episodes Shayla Hope's um single covers yes yes um so I started working on those oh my god which which cover I I've done a lot so I've done like so one of her covers that has like all the red bulbs lining Mm -hmm. up so I did those covers and I've started 
editing pictures of her in like the old school car with like the fog. And I actually meant to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you right now. I was going to say, you should send it to me. I would love to see it. Because I was like, man, I described it. I want to, like, show it to you. Yeah, Um, it's a really cute uh, life lesson that you got from that one, too. (laughs) You're like, sometimes all it takes is a change in perspective. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Photography, constantly teaching. (laughs) Little life lessons. That's so fun, though. I feel like that. the last part that you heard me at, um, you were sending stuff from Shayla. Oh, and I asked you, I said, what is it like telling people, uh, like when you like, I'm like, it's so interesting that you're like, Oh, I do like all this photography stuff or that, that's your, you know, daily grind. And what is that like whenever people ask you that? Like, how do they normally react to that? That was my last question. And I did not hear what you said. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So when I first like got into this, when I would, tell that to people I feel like their reaction was like vastly different like they would kind of look at me in a way like like I was like lying like I was like oh like 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 they thought I was unemployed and was trying to cover it up by saying I'm a photographer like oh no I actually am doing something I'm not I'm not just unemployed I am doing something I I think that was kind of like the vibe or like oh this isn't gonna last long like kind of thing I'm like and maybe it was just the my lack of confidence. I would like read into, you know, people's reactions that way. But now I I feel like I'll tell people and there's like no questioning at all. People are just like, Oh wow, that's how did you get into that? Like how long have you been doing this for? And I don't feel that anxiety anymore because I have been doing this like long enough where I'm like, I have ownership over this. I, I know what I'm doing and nice. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if it's a combination of like, yeah, like I wonder what it, if you're more confident or maybe it's just because you're also like in your like mid 20s now. Like, I feel like if I hear a 21 year old say like, I'm a photographer, you're a bit like, you know, you want to purse your lips and be like, okay, honey, like you work <laughs> at a coffee funny. shop. But that doesn't mean yeah. like that's what you were doing at 21. And that's like a totally valid thing. And then I was also having this conversation with um, Quinn yesterday because I've been hyping up the mother effing podcast but I've also been saying about how I posted for like 10 minutes I posted it on my Instagram story like a link to the podcast and then 10 minutes went by and I looked at the 20 people that like clicked through or something or like the 20 people that saw it and I like freaked out and I deleted the story immediately and there's something about like in the beginning it is cringe vulnerability about it it's like an identity you're like oh i'm self-promoting like it just feels weird and wrong and like it it looks fine when you see someone who has a hundred thousand followers and they do something cringy online you're like okay yeah but they have a hundred thousand followers so i guess like that's that's um like get it girl or whatever but like when you do it with only a hundred followers it's like oh like what is she doing but it's like hey you have to start somewhere you know so oh, that's always sure. a thing that I've been trying to use to encourage people to where I'm like, and I think it's fun. You had to get over a pretty big hump of like, I mean, you had to invest it like probably like it wasn't until like the second or third year did people start like, I feel, I mean, you know, maybe again, maybe it comes with like the confidence being older X, Y, Z, but, um, you know, it wasn't until like the past few years, I feel like, you know, did your photo journey get taken a lot more seriously by a larger, larger crowd. And it's also like, does it come with um, confidence? Yeah, or just even having followers. Just when you pull out your Instagram, and now the fact that it's like you have several thousand followers, and like all these photos, and you work with big people now, and like there's like such a legitimate like now people like look at it and they're immediately like, oh, like 
don't know. I think that's, like, such an interesting thing. I'm like, you have to, like, that's the one thing I was trying to, I had, like, try and encourage to people. Oh, Christopher just sent me, like, a SoundCloud link to something he did and posted. And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. And Quinn was telling me about how cringy and hard it is to, like, post her yoga shit. But I'm like, no, like, it looks. You gotta keep on doing it. I feel you like it looks better, up. like, the more often you do it, because it's like, oh, wait, exactly. like, they're actually serious as fuck about this. And so you I'm taking them seriously. Oh, and the other thing I was saying, yeah. if you post your first thing, and your first thing is really good, I, as an audience member, like, if I see something, like, Billie Eilish, no offense to her, but, like, you know, she started out of the gates really high swinging, and it's because she had, um, you know, she was born in a very privileged area, she had a lot of music, and, like, I just listened to it, and I'm like industry plant I, I don't give a shit about you like if you're not struggling in the beginning <laughs> you're not a motherfucking artist so think about that too like it's good, to that. Post, mm. it's good to post cringe because at least it's like fuck it <laughs> I'll get better <laughs> I can only go up that's so true yeah that is so true yeah it's been interesting an interesting that's- journey that's interesting but, uh, hear that people take it a lot more seriously I mean I would like I you talk about your photography stuff I'm so like awestruck you do so much cool stuff but yeah it's gotta be interesting when did that transition like was there a noticeable point when you were like whoa like this is one I think for me I at that point was when I shot for the Cleveland International Film Fest I think that's when people were like oh this isn't just something she's saying she's doing this is something that she's doing like how did she how did she get that gig again just to help if you're a baby so, photographer and you want to learn, here's your first If you are a baby photographer, here is here is how you do it. <laughs> anyway, so basically, I, the whole reason why I wanted to do it was I was in college being exposed to the Cleveland International Film Fest for the first time. I'm like just now understanding like, you know, all the things that go on in Cleveland, all the different events. And I see that one. And I see a lot of the photographers that I really admire are, like, shooting for them. And I'm like, whoa, what? Like, how do they have the best of the best? Like, that's crazy. And um, so that just became a goal of mine. I was like, wow, I really want to shoot for them one day. I think that's going to be, like, a really big turning point for me if, if that happens. And so I became friends with a couple people that were on, like, the the photo staff from, like, the year before. And I just, like you know, would talk, like, I would, like, or, like, get drinks with them, and, like, they were, like, my friends, and eventually, I think it was, like, two years later, after that first film fest, one of them was saying that they were looking for, like, more people on the team, and so they put my name in for it. Oh, and, and also, I volunteered at the film fest, like, the year before that, too, so it kind of got my name out there a little bit, also, but it was mostly my friend Danny's poll. Ah, wait, um, Danny Utah. Shout, shout out. Shout out. That's so very, fun. very nice of him. And um, yeah, that gave me a ton of confidence. It's also, you also met, um, like, this This isn't like, you know, a friend from high school or anything. This is like a photographer person that you admired and you reached out to through Instagram, correct? Or like, you guys like kind of started, it was like initially an, like, It was initially an Instagram thing. Like we started to get to know each other on the app and I was working at a cafe at the time and he actually, um, he came through, came through the coffee shop and I took his order and I was like, oh my God, like the whole time I'm like realizing that it's him, you know what I mean? I'm just like, dude, that was your, that was your, I I remember when you called me, that was us, like we were like sophomores in college and that was your like baby freak out moment where you're like, oh my God. 
didn't you he recognize you? Like he was he like, he did recognize me. Yeah, he uh, didn't say anything at first when I'm taking his order. But then when I hand him his drink, he was like, oh, I, we follow each other on Instagram. And then he invited me to a party at his house. And then it just like all like came together from there. I love so that. So wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Um, that was some baby shit too. That was, that was like, some baby shit. 2016, probably something like that. Yeah, I believe I'd say that's about uh, it. Maybe even earlier. So wild. Wow. Wow. Sometimes when I think of stuff like that, like, huh, passage of time. How 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 it keeps going. How it keeps going. But, but like, I during like the whole time, like our friendship and like whatever I, I feel like I'm always really vocal about like what my goals are and like stuff like that so he and like everyone that everyone knew that I wanted to be part of the, the film festival in some way like I was very like vocal about you know how much I like loved the film festival and stuff like that so I think like talking about your goals and your dreams like really like helped put that into motion too because otherwise, like, how would else would he have thought to, like, think, like, me out of any other of his photographer friends to, like, yeah, for that, you know what I mean? I think it's good, too, like, you, you've kept, um, you know, I think a lot of people, if you're a Gen Zer, you look at, like, YouTube and famous influencers, and you're like, let me move to LA, and let me do something crazy, and it's like, no, like, keep, like, what is happening in your community that's fucking awesome, and, like, what can you, like, speak into existence like walk around and be like oh my god the cleveland international film festival which is a fucking cool thing and now here you are years later where you like you know have been shooting photos for uh what did you do you did the tennis open the u.s tennis open recently you did that festival you've got so many you do so much now now i feel like you're like a known do you feel like you're a known person i feel like i don't maybe it's just because whenever i go out with y'all like i you your friends are all little trendy Cleveland people, and whenever we go out to bars, like so many people are walking up and hugging everyone and being like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Wow, this is." <laughs> it, it feels pretty. It feels pretty amazing. I, I do feel like I'm starting to be known, but I I think that it's mostly because of the people that I hang out with. Though, like, I know that like they are more known than I am. If that makes sense. But I feel like you also invest in the local culture and you recognize, like, hey, like, I don't need to, again, like, you know, run off to L.A. and drive an hour every day and put myself in crazy amounts of debt to be around what I think is the center of the universe. I can find the art scene in my community and I can be someone there. And there's so much art, like, every There's so much going on here. I'm, like, so proud of Cleveland all the time. I'm, like, damn, like, there's so many opportunities. Dude, oh, can we talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing yet, or no? Oh, sure. The one thing that Mookie mentioned, because I know you said Mookie told you on the DL and that you can't talk about it yet, so... I don't... Oh, yeah, I can't talk about that. Oh, okay. But, but we can talk about, like, the fact that they have, like, an indicting ceremony. Induction, I think. Induction. induction. Yeah. Induction ceremony. Mm. Yeah, when's the induction that? ceremony? Are you shooting for that or anything like that? No, oh, wait, apparently, no, apparently only Getty image people get to shoot for it. I'm so But you told me how you know but someone who's interning like, there who is she shooting. An intern, yeah, there's an intern that's oh. got um like got permission to shoot there and she's the first ever like photo intern for the Rock Hall and um uh-huh. and she's like the first ever like non-getty person to like ever shoot there. So hey, she's super adorable. She she's seems... super cool. She's out here doing doing the things. Yeah, she's, like, 19 years old, too, and seems really she's, ambitious. She's so young and, like, already, like, killing it. And, and yet she's still, like, 
I don't know if I should do photography as my oh. thing. And I'm just like, look at all that's been given to you already. You need to see this road through. Oh, that's so encouraging. I'm, I'm like, out here like devil on the shoulder. <laughs> that's good. That's good that you have. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out here like, oh, if she ever gets sick and you need a stand in, weirdly enough, here I am. <laughs> no, so, funny. But yeah, that's, so that's... I did that. I edited Shayla's photos and then um, I got dinner slash drinks with the gang. Oh, where at? at Barrio. We, Barrio. Yeah, we went to went to um, Barrio in Tremont, which is the best Barrio location, in my opinion. Give a quick, uh, I guess, is that your, I guess that would be Oh, yeah, a, qu- a quick introduction of the of the squad out here. Ooh, of the squad. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm gonna, Lindsay's I'm gonna go. entourage. This but, is no, like entourage. I love them all so much. If you think I of Lindsay, imagine like a fleet of like hot socialites around her. And this oh, is no. this is your oh, you watch Screen Queens, right? This is you being like, I'm Chanel number one. <laughs> this oh, is Chanel God. number two. <laughs> no. okay, okay, okay. So I'm going from my perspective of the table we were sitting at, going <laughs> clockwise I, around I the table. I knew you were going to go around the table. Okay, go cool, around <laughs> the table. Okay, okay. Starting with Ama- Amanda Posey, and then who is, wait, I, I should give a little introduction of who, who everybody is, too. So Amanda Posey owns the Studio Pop Shell with me. Um, she's been a good friend for a long time. She's kind of like a creative partner. We do a lot of photo shoots together. She's got a lot of ideas for photos and that we like to do. She was a bridesmaid as well. She was in the bride, the bride squad. She looks so her. good as a bridesmaid. Like I loved how everyone had their own flair as being a bridesmaid. And Amanda's was I'm gonna be a Barbie, and she had like pink heels and the most amazing pink makeup when she. It's so it thought perfect. out, and she had all these like um, little like pearl touches that she added yes. to, to her outfit too. Like she Did had I- these little like pearls around her eyes and like a pearl, I think necklace or bracelet. Oh, she, she had pearl everything. She pearl had pearl everything. necklace, pearl rings, pearl bracelet, pearl hair accessories, pearl earrings. It was incredible. She looks so good. A visionary. Um, that, that's actually like when I was in Aruba, Fashion Week in New York was going on. And so I was like angrily like texting Amanda and I'm just like, you, if you were at Fashion Week, the outfits that you could have put together would have been so much better than what I saw on Instagram of, of people who attended. I'm just like, I was so like not impressed by like. Has Amanda ever been invited for Fashion Week or anything like that? Or? Uh, I no, mean, she has She's such a good model, but yeah, no, she um, hasn't been invited. I don't think that she's like, I don't think that's really been on her radar, though. She doesn't, I feel like Amanda's such a low-key, like, she's uh, a very talented model, but she's someone who, like, does it very casually and doesn't seem to, like, aggressively, and if she did aggressively turn up the heat, obviously she'd be fucking killing it, but it's so crazy how she's just so casually, like, (laughs) she's so so casual about it. Her and Ravine. She's just like, I don't know, I just have this idea that I kind of want to try out, yeah, or they'll, like, actually shoot. They're like, oh, we're, we're, like, the brand ambassador for, like, that brand. And, like, blah, blah, blah. Haha, and maybe. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so funny. I know. <laughs> um, so that's, that's Amanda. And then next to her was Mookie, who I'm pretty sure we've talked about Mookie before. We have talked about. I'm pretty sure he was on the second episode. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. So him and Amanda are together. Yes, he was a and part of. This was your uh, tarot oh, for tarot matchmaking. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, uh, and they're Ruki, great. Ruki couple, rules. I will say. Oh, they're great together. Um, they, they're Ruki perfect rules. <laughs> perfect. Um, he's a really talented musician and artist. Um, like and extremely talented. Up. He was a resident rocker at the Rock Hall, so he basically just like got paid to like perform in front of the Rock Hall, like his music and stuff. He's super talented. Um, he actually, I think, is going to be working on Shayla Hope's album as well. And they got to meet at the wedding, so that was Yeah, you told me about, dude, I can't believe, I feel like that day's going to come where we're going to look back at your wedding and be like, wow, that was so casually star-studded, like, Mookie came and performed for free at your wedding, which is the, like, again, this is someone, He was so good. His stage presence is beyond compare to, like, this is someone who is just a, like, bonafide performer. The way he came out there and would play and perform and the way he, like, the shit he says in between sets. It was captivating. It was super captivating. You just want to, like, you see this person, you're immediately like, that dude's cool as hell and I want to be his friend. And I think think the the DJ was probably pissed because everyone wanted to be outside listening to movie and not, like, on the dance floor, like, listening to the DJ music. (laughs) Yeah, it was so funny. Um, Mookie, like, played a little bit live before uh, dinner and everything, and then when the DJ was going on, he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do some karaoke, like, why not? (laughs) And everyone was out. Yeah, I remember you, like, passing me at some point or being like, oh, like, what do you, like, I had no idea where all the young people were at. I'm like, where are my friends? And, like, I was noticing the same thing. I was on the dance floor, and then Kevin comes up to me with, like, two drinks. He's, like, double fisting. And he's, like, dancing and shimmying towards, like, the back door. And he's just, like, come on, there's karaoke outside. I'm, like, what <laughs> are you talking about, bro? <laughs> also, yeah, Kevin was a super cutie at your wedding. Um, this is church, C-H-R, oh, my God, C-H-U-R-K-H. So he's, he's a local is. Cleveland photographer, and his role of your, at your wedding was he would stand by Mookie and literally feed, like, Kevin's, like, standing right next to Mookie with two beers, the two beers that you were just saying with the biggest <laughs> smile on his literally. face, and just tipping one of them into Mookie's mouth, like, he was the, I'm the performer's, like, drink giver, <laughs> which is a very important role, so. It was so funny. I, he, I, I felt like he kind really of like that. He yeah. told me that that was, um, like, the first wedding, like, outside of his family that he's, like, attended. Like, he's, like, said that he's always just been a photographer. He's never been, like, a guest to a wedding. And so he was, like, oh, like, really happy to be there. I feel like that's got to be such a hard thing as a creative with that type of creative, like, power. Like, if you're someone who is a creative for hair or nails or something like that, all the time you have people being, like, who like, come do my wedding, but not my yeah. And it would just, like, break your heart. Yeah. Oh, my God, for sure. For sure. I mean, Natalie was, our friend Natalie was saying the the same thing. She's like, this is the first wedding I've ever, like, attended. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Natalie also, shout out to, this is at Kendrick at Dawn. This episode is just going to be shouting out. Shout shout out to, like, all of our people. Shout outs to our people. (laughs) But, yeah, at Kendrick at Dawn. Um. She brought a fucking photo booth to your wedding. This is, okay, that's another thing, Lindsay, the amount of people that just, like, last minute gave you all these, and not that you asked for it or would ever ask for anything like this, but, like, I just think it goes to show, like, I think we're going to look back, like, years from now and be like, that is the most insane. Like, Natalie came and brought a photo booth thing for free, like, just for fun, like, and those aren't cheap. Like, I know those aren't. Like, I totally thought, like, you hired 
were paid money from. Oh artists yeah, it was like legit. Happens. It was, it was one of those kinds of photo booths too that they would have at like, they they would have that at like, um, I don't know, like a club opening or something. It's like yes. the digital kind that like you take your photo right there and you can text it to yourself. It's like very like sleek and yeah she just brought it she was like I don't know like I, I, yeah, I just got this like add-on for my like wedding photos and um <laughs> yeah so, so she was like yeah so I like blocked off the day of your wedding I'm gonna bring it I'm like what are you serious oh so nice super super nice yeah it's just so nice and then at the same time too um the there's a neon light that one of the bridesmaids uh Meredith got you and that came in just in time so like you have this like photo corner with this neon light and it was so fucking like ridiculous looking and it was like oh yeah all of that just happened to happen just happened <laughs> yeah like, it was like I'm not super planned it was like just like, all of the things together. oh also I have to talk about the fact that you wrote your vow right before which again I really think like I'm <laughs> like shout out to your cousin Lisa for being like hey like, like do you have your vow ready <laughs> And you were like, yeah. I, I have some ideas, but I haven't written it out. <laughs> Y'all were giving me so much shit the night before, but I, it was well-deserved. because no, I, I think it was anything. Perfect. I didn't have anything picked out for the ceremony. I didn't have, like, who was going to be walking down with who, what my vow was for, what music was going to be playing. Like, yeah, I had literally, literally nothing what planned out. What was the walkout song? It was a song by Kanye, and you literally came up with that, like, last minute, where you heard the DJ playing it, and then you walked up to the DJ, and you are like, I want my wedding party to walk out to this song. What was it? It was, like, family? Yeah, All, all Falls Down, Kanye West. Yes! That yeah, was, that was just, just that, playing in the bar. I was like, wait, that's, like, a mood. <laughs> that was a literally, mood. Literally, all, like, uh, several of the groomsmen afterwards were like, oh, my God, our walkout song was to that fucking Kanye thing. And, like, literally, Lindsay heard that a half hour before we went on and was like, hey, how about me? <laughs> oh, how and also, it was going to be, like, it was going to be, like, a deep song. And then I was like, nope, actually, never mind. <laughs> like, we're doing Kanye. <laughs> Also, you guys, you and Eric were like, oh, we don't really want to have a, like, wedding song. Like, we don't really care to do that. And then at one point, I was talking to the DJ because I, like, went and was like, hey, this is the the father of the bride, the mother of the groom. This is their song or whatever. And he's like, they didn't set a wedding song. What is it? And I went back and you were like, I don't know, Mood by Justin, like, literally during your wedding. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know, Holy by Justin Bieber. Yes, Holy, <laughs> not Mood. <laughs> And we just like did a first Eric was like but we didn't practice a first dance we weren't gonna oh, be doing this yeah but I'm like but everybody wants to see us in our in our like yeah and everyone's here for like it's just so funny that literally during your wedding like you guys and like as Eric is walking up there I'm like just step in a triangle <laughs> like oh, I don't know there's something you guys again had such a perfect wedding and the fact that there are so many it's crazy how perfect it was and it was crazy how many things I think happened the day of but it's just <laughs> hilarious so also you kept describing um so eric your husband he you kept describing that he was going to be wearing this like tiger jacket and the way <laughs> you described it i was so imagining like an ed hardy like level oh but my, yeah. it was a very classic it makes me think of like it was like a smoking jacket or something like it was very classy it was velvety it had like deep floral print with like tigers in it and it looked 
awesome. But again, when you first described it, I just imagined like, like a <laughs> that, That's kind of why I described it that way because I wanted it to have like a super wow factor. Like, oh, like this is actually this is actually classy. <laughs> uh, and I showed I showed several people um, several uh, like videos that I took during the wedding, and there's like the great video of you guys cutting the cake and the knife breaks as you guys are cutting. <laughs> yeah. the cake. And Annika, as this is like Annika, crazy that that happened. Like, right? What? Her advice for everything is to just say it's good luck. <laughs> and most things <laughs> usually are good luck, but like, it's something that she's like, if you tell someone in a stressed out moment, or maybe she didn't even say it exactly like this, but that's what I took away from this story that she told me was if you tell someone like a bad thing, like if something bad happens to someone, you turn and look at them and be like, no, 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 that's good luck. <laughs> like, it, it's like when a bird like poos on you. Same yeah. thing. Is, is, that, is that a thing? Yeah, oh, that's a thing. And it's good luck if it happens. See, I feel like we just tell ourselves that whenever something shitty happens. And I think that's actually a really good way of handling things. It's just being like, oh, that bad thing happened. It's good luck. Yeah, uh, like moving on. It's good luck. <laughs> Annika was telling me in uh, reference to she was a bridesmaid for a wedding recently and the bride of that wedding it was like during like as they were in like you know the get ready part of the morning which again there's so many like now that we've gone through it I guess you as a wedding photographer have seen it but like now going through it I like feel like there's like chapters of the day of the wedding and like during the chapter of getting ready uh, the bride lost her diamond earring, and Anna was like, oh, if you lose the diamond earring, that's good luck. And, like, and the bride immediately was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, it's <laughs> just one of those searching for it, and it's just like, yeah, you're right. The, cl and, the cleaning people later are like, nice, good luck for me. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, that's one of those things, again, just makes you feel good about, like, something when it happens. They immediately found the earring, too, because it's one of those things, too, that I'm like, oh, there's no, like... That earring is definitely, like, within arm's reach. You're just freaking out because it's the day of and everything's crazy. But, man, what a good day. So though. much fun. What a good day. And it's so, like, me, see, me and Eric, we got our photos taken, like, intimate photos of us the day before where we, like, dressed up in our, like, oh my I was in my it was wedding dress. Eric was in his suit. And I think because we did that, we were, like, not stressed at all during the wedding. We were just, like, having a good time and, like... I don't know. Yeah, it was lit. like I was on the phone with my mom today and she was like, yeah, like a lot of your relatives were like, dang, we've never seen a bride and groom like so chill and like relaxed on yeah. the wedding day and just happy. <laughs> like no, that, I really contribute it to us getting those photos taken like night before. Honestly. Yeah, I really think that was like, so you had the ceremony and yeah, we all got to hang out after the ceremony as opposed to like two, three hour break that is photos. And it was so cool getting to spend that two, three hours just hanging out and getting to talk to all of your relatives and hang out. Oh, you guys is, again, like, you guys really had, the, you had such the most, like, y'all wedding. Like, your ceremony was small and in a bar, and then your reception was this larger outdoor thing set with your windows on the river, which is this very beautiful Cleveland spot. Everything about it was very cute. Oh my gosh. Even like, I love that my parents got to come too. I uh, love that they were there too. They said oh, they wait. had a good time. This is another thing I wanted to tell you because you also yeah. mentioned this on the podcast about how you had to do seating arrangements and how you gave a fuck. And you're like, I'm, I want people to have a good time. Oh, you had to say that your parents liked where they sat? They loved where they sat. They oh, had a great yeah. time. They wow. loved to be, they felt like, one, they felt like it was intentional. Like, they truly felt like they were like, oh, we are sat with, like, they were, because they were sat with the other, like, 
it was um, like your cousin's parents and like they live in town and they just thought they were so interesting. They had such a good time. They like genuinely loved like and they like were engaging and chatting with all the other couples at the table. And they also told me this is something like even to this day at 26, like hearing my parents compliments, I'm like, wow. Let me like print that out in bold and carry it around and share it, <laughs> show it to everyone. <laughs> they told me I was very classy and they said my speech for you was really well done. And they said it was a good job. I made sure to shout out your parents, which I think- I, lo- is- I love that you did that. I, I think that was like, mm, well, well done. Parents, especially again, like if you are someone, if you're getting married, if anyone you know is getting married, the parents of the couple sorry my, my <laughs> like the shoulder that just sounded like wrong the parents of the couple they do so much work like there's so much money and stress and coordinating with families and like I just know one day too like my parents like my mom's gonna help me with all the bank notes and all the addresses and all the little things that I don't want to do but like uh, so I saw my cousins I've been to many weddings where my cousins were in the uh party and they would always shout out the parents so I remember like writing it down and being like spend some time I will do this (laughs) I again especially too like your mom did so much your mom and Eric's mom like the ladies of the children (laughs) see how do I say the ladies of the couple (laughs) the mothers of the couple that is getting married mothers do so much so you really gotta like give them some accolades so yeah yeah yeah, I think your speech was, like, really great. I loved that part <laughs> where, uh, what was it? You were, like, I'm single, or, like, you are like, I'm <laughs> That was just, like, that, like, one of the bartenders brought up. Yeah, so I was, like, joking about, was, I said, like, I was, like, um, it's, like, oh, I've been looking forward to Lindsay's wedding. Um, part of the reason is, like, because I was, like, oh, like, I've, oh, wait, I said, sorry, now I'm forgetting it for a moment. I said I was looking to your wedding more so than my own wedding. One, because you guys are, like, such a perfect and good couple. And two, because I'm very single, so I can't even begin to look forward to a wedding. And later, I was chatting with one of the bartenders. And he's like, oh, I came in late. He's like, you were giving a speech. It was really good. I came in late while you were giving that speech. But you were, like, making fun of yourself about how single you are. I'm like, cool. You're, like, glad it hit home. Yeah, but that was fun. It's also, it's kind of terrifying giving a speech up there. A lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, I, I saw, I, I saw some nerves up there. I saw some nerves. Yeah, I felt good about it, though. And then, I guess, I feel like we should start wrapping the episode, but we can't wrap Oh, yeah, this pretty long. If we're talking about the wedding speeches, we gotta give a shout out to your dad, because your dad was the most dad at a wedding, and he was literally working that fucking floor, and I was here for it, like, by the end of it, like, your dad started wrapping up, and I was like, no, 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 give me ten more minutes. Give me more, yeah, because my dad was like, his speech was initially supposed to be like 15 minutes, and he was like, no, I need to cut it down to like five to ten. And honestly, I would have loved to hear a whole 15 because it was like, hey, he had a stage presence of like a, someone that does TED Talks for a living. <laughs> oh, know? like a comedian. He was literally working the room. Like he was pacing back and forth and he had an audience in it. I, would, I wanted like a half hour of your dad. Like, and I knew he had more to say too. I could see he was like, I'm going to. I'm going to keep it on the tame side, like nothing embarrassed, but like, uh, it was great. He had a whole like moment where I can't even remember it was like, where he's like, how scared was she or something? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
he he said uh he pulled aside your cousin lisa and he was like lisa you're gonna have to like be my you know responding audience member and he didn't even need her because the whole fucking room of people just naturally responded because that's how commanding it was great so yeah, so definitely one of those things that I feel like I'm always going to look back at and be like, wow, like, I can't believe how, like, easy it was. Like, again, it's one of those things I that, know, like, like, everything just, like, went so well and it was just so much fun. Like, <laughs> is that how weddings are? It was, like, such an amazing day. It's kind of crazy. It's also, it makes me think, too, I can't remember, it was the next day on Monday, and I think it was Meredith's boyfriend, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Beyonce, actually. Beyonce, aww, I thought you said Beyonce for a second. Oh <laughs> I think I'm just thinking that because we were in Pop Shell Studios and those Beyonce albums are right across the street the from Beyonce you. Beyonce albums, right across to the give, hall some, give some context, um, there is a record press company right across the hall from us and they are like one of the biggest record press like places in like the entire USA. And so There's, in in these boxes, just in the hallway are all these like Beyonce albums. And we're like, are these unreleased? Like, what are these? Are these like a new edition? Like, I've never seen that cover, personally. Yeah. No, this, it's really fun. There's, um, yeah, because I, I found out, I watched like some Vice documentary years ago that vinyl records, like there's so few places that produce vinyl records. And then not too long ago when I was walking through the hallway, I was like, oh my God, why are there all these like vinyl album records of Beyonce? And you're like, oh yeah, one of the few places that press records in like all of the US right there. So, right yeah. there. Right there. Always, so, always stealing the elevator right from under me too. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> I, I, mean, I will genuinely like I'll have things and we have like a huge utility elevator so you can like use it to like move furniture or in their case, boxes of records. Um, so I'll be like using it, like trying to move a bunch of stuff out of the studio or into the studio, whatever. So I'll have like hella things in there already, like chairs, whatever. It's obviously Wait, is this the in. spooky elevator too? Um, this is the spooky elevator, yeah. But yeah, this is the one that Mookie was like, why are we getting in this and not acting like we're about to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a really old school elevator that honestly kind of looks like a meat freezer like it's like this huge I like, like that what a good description <laughs> thank it you it does look like a fits, meat fits freezer the ambience fits the ambiance as well very metallic <laughs> <laughs> but so it'll it'll be open on our floor it's clear that I'm going in and out of my studio to put to fill up the elevator to then bring down to the first floor like it's like I'll have like quite a few things in there it's like it's like I'm not gone for very long any of the times I'm like going back and forth. Oh no, like 30, less than 30 seconds. Less than 30 seconds. Your studio door is directly across from the spray elevator. So if someone's fucking with this, this is intentional and- It is intentional. I swear, yeah. I swear to God they're doing this shit. So um, I'll, I'll leave to go back into my studio and I'll come back and the elevator will just be gone onto like the first floor. And it's like, they've taken it and they don't ever bring it back too. So I don't have to like walk oh, all the way down. Like, and this, this is an elevator. Stairs. You have to manually bring it. You have to be have to in the elevator. Like it's like a door hop. This is back when elevators had. Did you know there was a specific period of time where like the door hop position was like well respected? And then. Whoa. Oh my gosh. This is actually really interesting. So it was automatic elevators were just becoming a thing. And everyone was scared of automatic elevators. They're like, fuck that. I'm going to die in an automatic elevator. Why would I do it? 
But yeah. then there was a giant door hop, uh, like strike of like like all these like elevator people were like not getting paid while they're treated poorly in New York City. And they're like, fuck you, we're gonna go on strike. And that instead then led to like the rise of automatic elevators, and that's why we no longer have like the elevator. And it just like they just kind of <laughs> eliminated themselves naturally. Dang. Wow. Also, the writer's strike of 2007 is the reason why reality TV shows are what they are. That's another thing I learned recently. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? When you that. quit your job, they find other ways. So, just so you know, if you're ever <laughs> going straight, <laughs> they find other ways. Capitalism does not favor. <laughs> Capitalism is about to be like, oh yeah, let's bend to that rule. Uh-uh. Capitalism doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but I'll I'll go back over to the utility elevator and just be gone. And I'm just like, is this a joke? But yeah, and you so have to go walk and get it too. Like you have to go all down the way back. back they, won't, they won't bring it back, even though it was so obvious I was using it. You can't just press a button. Um, no, that's actually. I'm starting to get really mad on your behalf because that's a dick move. It's like really annoying. It's it's <laughs> such a dick move. I I just like cannot believe it's intentional it is intentional it is intentional <laughs> it's like go walk down the stairs bitch and fetch your elevator <laughs> yeah. it's like they're waiting to i've never seen a single other person use that elevator ever so i would just feel like wow like are they just waiting for you to be there to use that elevator they're just waiting for me i think that they are i, I think they, they are. are oh my god it's a power move <laughs> it's like this is how we keep a check <laughs> Oh, oh, we own this elevator, bitch. Oh, but um, wrapping up the podcast, I need I need to do a couple plugs. And the first is that we have an Instagram account up and running yes. across the country, country with an X, um, country C X N T R Y, and we made our first post today. Emily still doesn't follow it, but you, oh. know what? you should follow it. But I looked it up. I looked it up earlier today because I changed the banner. Did you not see that? I actually did notice the change in banner. Okay, I did not. I did not follow it. But when I did that, there were zero followers. So I will say, when I changed the thing earlier today, there you weren't following it either. So you know what? (laughs) But now I've made the post. I've tagged you in the post, etc. And still no follow. Still no follow back. Oh, that's so embarrassing for me. It is so embarrassing. We have three followers and none of them are you. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so uh, you could you could join us on there. Um, oh, yeah, I that's really that's really the big news. We still have a we have a Gmail account. I made the, the Patreon. Country. The Patreon is across the country dot com. Or wait, no, sorry. <laughs> the Patreon is Patreon dot com slash across the country. Country spelled C X N. T-R-Y, oh god, my brain. And there's no, the, the basic tier I made right now is just uh, $2 a month. There's nothing that it unlocks with that, but hopefully it will one day unlock something. Right now it's just called <laughs> moral support, which I like. <laughs> right now it is called um, moral support. Yeah, <laughs> so go You can do it. Yeah, I made it really cheap. I made it not $5 a month, and I'm going to make the cheapest tier never be $5 a month because you know what? $5 a month adds up quickly. There are several Patreons that I subscribe to, and you know what? It's not fun. Like, that's not 15. If I subscribe to three Patreons that are $5 a month, that's $15 a month. That adds up. That's then, like, 
I think over $100. That is over $100 a year. I guess it's not like that. Whatever. I just, I made it really cheap. So go subscribe to the Patreon because it's cheap. Woo! Woohoo! And thanks for listening. And thanks for listening. And this has been Across the Country with Lindsay and Emily.